Hello and welcome to episode number 117 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers, and today's episode is entitled Becoming a Winner. If you know anybody in the community that's making a difference, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll shout them out in an upcoming episode and explain their impact on the community. This week, we'd like to recognize Mr. Norm Gerinda for his years of service at Notre Dame High School in Vancouver and Centennial Secondary School in Coquitlam. Your enthusiasm and support is greatly appreciated. Thank you for all that you do. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Ruzicki with my producer and great friend Nathan Rivers, and thanks for tuning in this week. Both Nathan and I, we do appreciate your company. Now, in this episode, I'm going to be having a conversation with one of my former and one of my favorite athletes who, who actually struggled in high school from grades 9 through 11. And that was because, and that was a result of getting involved in the drug culture at our high school and making some bad decisions related to his friend group, his academics, his athletics, and ultimately his family. We talk about his journey and how he decided to change the direction of his life in grade 12 and how he came out the right side of things and became a better student, a better athlete, and a better son. And in the process, here in the respect of the entire community. This is a good story with a happy ending, but there's lots to learn. So please sit back, relax, listen, and do just that. Learn. Okay, ready to roll? Okay. For the purpose of authenticity here, this is actually our second take. And I've got a friend with me, uh, one of my favorite football players. He's going to be the captain of my track team. And uh, we did this last week. I think it's about seven days ago. And he just had an incredible message and just just an awesome story. And unfortunately, when when I listened to the episode, when we were both listening to it, we probably uh, mentioned too many names. And um, it's probably not the best thing to do. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, redo the episode, new questions, and uh, we're going to talk about his journey. And so thanks again. Thanks for, for doing this take two. Yeah, of course. But you know what? It'll even be that much better, right? Yeah. Got through it. So I'm going to give you a bit more context. So I've got my friend with me today. Uh, we were kind of attached at the hip during football season. And uh, he showed up, never played football before, and he wanted to uh, be part of the team. And part of the mandate for me as a position coach from the head coach was to make sure that he was one of the best players at his position. And he more than fulfilled that. I mean, the commitment that he made during during the season w- was incredible. It was epic. You know, he was dedicated to a goal. We'd be there before practice, after practice, working on technique. And his, cor- his position in football is a corner, which means he's got to stop receivers from catching the football. And he did more than that. He became what was known as a shutdown corner. No one would want to, no quarterback would want to throw to his position. He was that good. And just an incredible team member, became a leader, uh, in, a, in a sense was actually like a captain. And it's just a great story. What I wasn't aware of is at the end of the season, when I was invited, and I'm very grateful for it, was invited to listen to something referred to as a grad transition. Now, grad transition 
is where someone in grade 12 is going to move through the system and they're graduating. And I became aware of his journey and his story, which, which actually, quite honestly, was shocking. And I thought, what an incredible story about how someone came out the right end of something, uh, how incredible his words would be, and the effect that he may have on some students listening. And, of course, information with uh, teachers, with obviously students, but in coaches as well. So we're doing this again. It's take two. Tell me what happened. What happened in your young life? And let me, uh, yeah, talk to the listeners about this one. Yeah, so coming into high school, uh, I was fresh off of a good middle school-like career. Like, I was a good student getting good grades. So high school, that's when things started to change a bit. Uh, At the beginning, it was normal you know, getting used to the new education system. And uh, me and my friends, we started making certain choices that were just not good. So... What do you mean by choices? Give me an example. Like, we would um, smoke, like, vape, like, in the washrooms or around, like, the school property... And so one day, uh, this is the story of how I first ever got suspended in school. What grade would this be? This was in grade nine. Okay. So me and all my buddies were out um, in this area that's pretty close to the school. And we were vaping, smoking dope. And this woman came out and saw us and was like, I'm going to phone the principals. And so we thought nothing of it. We just went to another location. And so we're walking back because lunch is about to end. Yeah. And we see one of the vice principals come in. He says hello to us. We're like, we said hi. And then he walked by and we just thought like, oh, he's out like saying hi to the students and stuff. So we just kept walking. And as we're near the school, we're right near a bus stop. But the school's in view, and the whole time we're vaping the whole way down. And so we get closer to the school, and we see another vice principal. And she says, oh, yeah, we've seen what you guys uh, were doing. Busted. We got a phone. And so, yeah, you guys are all coming to the office. And it was really bad because I was actually the one holding the vape as well. And so when we all got caught, I had it like... Like, they knew one of us had it, and I wasn't going to try to, like, hide it or anything, so I just gave it up. And the thing is, it wasn't even mine as well. It was my friend, so I felt kind of guilty for that. So when you uh, when you got suspended, parents get phoned. Yeah. How did, how did that roll with mom and dad? So, yeah, we got suspended. Not just me, but my brother as well. But my brother, he's, like, completely good. He's never done any of that. So your like, brother got busted. Yeah. Guilt by association. Association. Wow. So yeah. So that was his first time. First and last time. How, is he older suspended. than you or younger? Yeah, he's older than me. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so pretty much uh, we told our mom that like we were both guilty by association. and So your brother was, but you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, ended up 
lying to my own mother. And so we got away. Well, I got away with it because my brother, like, he was telling the truth, but he was, like, covering for me as well. So you're gone for, what, like a week? They sent you or Yeah, they gave us. Um, yeah, it was probably a week or two. So in grade nine, so you, you, uh, you're hanging out with this crowd in grade nine. Mm-hmm. So your friend group, right? Yeah. They're into vaping, into weed, yeah. and some other stuff. And yeah, like 12 of us got suspended that day. And coming back, we all got put into this program called Assets. And it's basically like helping us like figure out like what drugs are and what they do to you and like better alternatives and like how to get off of it pretty much. This is a grade nine, right? Yeah, this is a grade nine. And we all called it rehab. And so some days we'd got to either, it would be during lunch or during a block. So we'd go in and they'd have food for us. We'd talk, we'd get to like talk how we want to. And like, it was, it was good for us. Um, But it didn't seem to have an impact because in grade 10, you yeah, went back to the same thing. Years, yeah. It kept going on, but... I got to ask you, so you go to this rehabilitation thing or the yeah. information center that's supposed to change you. Mm-hmm. How come it didn't? I was just stubborn. I was young and naive, so I definitely slowed down, but uh, Not I enough just to kept stop. doing it. Yeah. So you get to grade 10 now, and you're going grade on the 10. same path? Yeah, grade 10, still doing the same stuff. But in grade 10, uh, it was a quarter system. So we had class for two hours, just one block. And then after that, it was either we just go home or we'd go home and have online class of our other, because it was two classes that were in each quarter for like a couple months each quarter. And so... Yeah, so sometimes we didn't have it was this the school was split up A to L, M to Z from last names. So all the M to Z or yeah, all the M to Zs wouldn't like we would have um online class, but instead me and my buddies like we joined on teams and we were in the classroom on our phones, but we weren't paying attention. Like we were still relatively close to the school. And we were at this place called Logs. That's what we called it. And like, we were like vaping, smoking, when we should be paying attention in class. So you're making some questionable decisions all the way through. Did you get suspended in grade 10 at all? In grade 10? I honestly can't remember. I don't think I did, but I may have. I'm not 100% sure on that. So grade 10 wasn't a great year as well. So you're still with the same friend group. Yeah. Okay. And then... Grade 11, this was probably my worst year. If not grade 9, I'd say grade 11. So this year, we're back to regular-ish. Like, we still had to wear masks and stuff, all of that. But we're back to the semester system. And so, yeah, same activities, same routines. Like, vaping, smoking during lunch. So did anyone, like, teachers... Did they, did they have a sense that you were, like, in class, you were high, you were baked when you were coming to class at all? They didn't even question you? Um, not really, because um, 
we'd always have like eye drops, gum, like cologne, get the smell off, get our eyes like not red. Okay. Yeah. All right. Teachers may have like, they probably did some of them, but I'm not. Administration have any indication that you were doing this? Like principals, vice principals still? Yeah, yeah. They talked to you about it? They like, yeah, they talked to us about it. Didn't do anything. Yeah. Still doing the same stuff. So, yeah, grade 11, worst year yet, most suspensions by far, getting caught, vaping, smoking, skipping class, um, coming into the school, smelling like weed, a whole bunch of stuff. And it was really bad to a point where I was on my way to being sent to another school. Alternate school, alternate, alternate school. Alternate school, cool. yeah. yeah. That because the alternate school would be able to wash me closer, and if I didn't put any effort into bettering myself, then I just simply wasn't going to graduate. So the reason, I mean, the thing that's the thing that kind of blows me away is the fact that I don't know that person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know that person. Yeah, I know the person that came up for football in August and says, you know, to me, I, I'd like to play, and I said, you ever played? And you go, no. And I've not had in like 40 years, I've not had anyone outwork you. I've had people work as hard as you, but I've never had anyone outwork you. And in all the years of coaching football, I don't think I've had a stronger relationship with a player. Mm -hmm. And knowing the quality of his character. Like, you were a leader on that team. I wrote you a letter of reference. Mm -hmm. I wrote you a letter of reference. I've phoned schools on your behalf to say, one of the, the coaches asked me, they go, how would you describe him? I said, a winner. So you can imagine for me, (laughs) <laughs> you're doing your grad transition and yeah. this is who you were I'm like who is that dude like what so you got suspended in grade 11 mm-hmm. where was where was the worst point for you in grade 11 grade 11 was definitely when I fainted in my cooking class in the hot kitchen while I was cutting celery so what happened that led up to that point was in the morning I go to PE um, in the I'm working out but I didn't have any breakfast and so by the time block two comes uh, my friend had a dab pen on him yeah. in the washroom so I took a couple hits of that and then went into cooking class and about 45 minutes later I just remember cutting celery. Everything started getting loud. My vision got blurry. And I just like got closer and closer to the cutting board. And then next thing I knew, I was on the floor getting help by the teacher and stuff. And I was just really confused like as to what just happened. And so it took me to the emergency room or like the first aid room yeah. in the school. Yeah, it's emergency room. Yeah. yeah. And... So the teacher asked me, like, if I knew what the cause was. And I said, no, no, I don't know. And she asked me, have you taken any drugs this morning? And I said, no, but I guess she just had a feeling that I did. And she just gave me this look and she was like, you need to be honest with me. We need to know this to get to the bottom of this pretty much. And so I told her, yeah, I did. And that was 
when my mom found out and so your mom knew that you were making mistakes she didn't know it was that bad yeah yeah so what happened when your mom found out she was really disappointed in me she lost trust in me I was grounded like I couldn't do anything I couldn't go out and so that was that was yeah what's the most difficult thing with that I guess just disappointing your mom Mom's yeah. a pretty good person. Yeah. Disappointed my mom, disappointed my uncle, disappointing myself. That was when I started to realize, like, I was just being somebody that I'm really not. And I just let these addictions get the best of me. And it just, it, it kind of just ruined my, like, high school career. Like, I knew I could have been doing a lot better back in, um, middle school teachers would tell me about like the potential they saw in me and how like they just knew I'd go far in life and I just felt like my actions and stuff was the complete opposite of that like it's funny because again and I'm new to the school I'm new to this program I had the administration come by and I think I was talking the ha- the hallway it was before a football game. And um, one of the administrators, vice principal actually, said to me, he goes, he's come a long way. And I thought he was referring to you as an athlete. And I said, no, he's awesome. He goes, he's come a long way. It wasn't until several days later when I said, yeah, you, you noticed the change in me athletically. He goes, he looked at me, he goes, do you know who, what he used to do? And I had no idea. And I didn't really pursue it. I just, I thought that you were just going through, you know, a transition where maybe you weren't studying in school, putting the time in that you should have, because a lot of kids will do that. I had no idea that you had made some decisions that could impact, you know, the rest of your life. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so you got a friend group. You end up passing out. You realize things aren't the way it should be. Yeah. What do you say to your friend group? Like, what did you do? Like, your friend group your friend group is still your friend group aren't they or so what happens from that point moving on from there I just I just stopped hanging out with them as much I completely quit all of the stuff I was doing like the smoking the vaping all of that what what do you say when what do you just say I'm not hanging with you guys anymore like how does that roll because you've been with them now since grade 9 grade 10 grade 11 how did that work well so some of them were older, so some of them already graduated. Okay. And the ones that were still doing it, like, I just pretty much, I just hung out with the friends I knew from middle school, and I knew that they were going in the right path. I knew they were going to, they just had a similar mindset that I came to have after all of that. And so... I just pretty much left. Those kids, did they say anything to you when you left that group? Did they call you out or was there any, you know, fallout as a result of that, blowback? Yeah, well, not so much. What really just happened is um, I still see some of them in the school. Like, I'll still say hi and stuff, but they just know to keep conversations with me brief and... To not, like, try to do any of the 
stuff that we used to do before. Like, I still see them in the washrooms doing the same thing, but I just, like, mind my business. And do what you need to do. Yeah. In order to be successful. Mm-hmm. Wow. What are your goals now? What do you want to do? My goals now? Uh, definitely continue playing football. Uh, some team in the CJFL, most likely, because... Um, I just joined this year, so I don't think I could make it to a university or college level quite yet, but definitely continue playing football and try to get into college or, if not, trades. Trades is always an option. Yeah. Move, just, move forward with your career. Move yeah. Forward. You can play college football. Like, you, you could play college football. Taking that gap year and playing community fo- football would help you, right? You get mm-hmm. you get bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. Um, as you said, you maybe go to college, maybe you go to a college, pick up your grades and stuff. Your mm-hmm. grades are in your grade twelve year are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately for grade eleven, huh? Some of the, yeah. So, but that's all right. It's it's about growing, right? Mm-hmm. We all have different paths, and uh, your path is uh, is pretty remarkable where you're going now, like. That it just like it's just so surprising, and as I said before, I just think the world of you. And so the person you're talking about, it's like we're talking about a totally different student. No yeah. idea, but I'm glad who's sitting in front of me, and I'm proud of you. I really am. I'm proud of you. Thank you. What do you? What message you got? What can you tell me? Let's start with um, stop with teachers or coaches. Can you think of anything? As a coach, you've got an athlete that. What can you talk about? As far as a coach supporting his athletes, anything, advice? Mm, yeah, I'd say to just try to see the signs if you can. Like maybe there's like, like when I, uh, I used to go to the gym, at this certain gym, and I had like four sessions with a personal trainer and he noticed like I was doing less workouts than I should have. And he just caught on pretty quick. Like, he just asked me, oh, do you vapor smoke? And I was like, yeah. And he just, he didn't make me feel bad for doing it, but he like helped me out saying like, try to cut down on it. Like, if you can't completely quit right now, just like, do it less and less until you're finally off of it. So, um, yeah, I feel like if you know your players are going through, like, rough times and stuff, you could just try to try to help them out as best as you can without trying to, like, without making them feel bad. Without judging but, them. Yeah. But, of course... Like, they can't just be completely off the hook, like, if they're making these bad decisions repeatedly and there's no signs of them changing, then, yeah, they should get proper, um, like... Consequences. Consequences, yeah. But I'd say just be there for them and do whatever you can to help them get off of it and put them in the right direction. That's what coaching is when you think about it. We yeah. talk about a sport, but coaching 
kids in life, especially if you're working with adults, right? Yeah. Being there to support them. Parents. Parents, what, yeah. What can you tell me about advice to parents? My advice to parents would be be prepared to be upset. Be prepared to be disappointed. But just be able to give them time to change and be able to forgive them and support them as best as you can. And yeah, like kids, students, because you know that as soon as this gets posted and stuff, we've not mentioned names, but I got a ton of kids that are going to listen to this. What advice can you give to some students that are like you in grade nine? Mm. Yeah, to the students, I'd say just be yourself. Don't try to be somebody that you're not. If your friends are making bad choices, don't join in. Like, Do what your gut feels is right. And you don't have to put on a persona to try and impress people or try to fool yourself into thinking you're some type of like a gangster or something because a lot of the kids I know they they're like that they think they're tough guys and stuff think they're cool they think smoking makes them cool but at the end of the day there's nothing wrong with being a good kid and trying your best making your parents proud making yourself proud and just make good choices and live up to your full potential couldn't have said that better that's awesome and um yeah you and i've talked so many times before there's not much i wouldn't have done for you and i'll continue to do for you it's a pleasure it's a pleasure to have had coached you it's a pleasure and i'm looking forward to having you with the track team and um in my world you're you're one of the best thanks for doing this yeah no problem I'd like to thank my former player once again for joining me and talking about how he decided to have the courage to move forward and to take back the things that were important to him in his life, his potential, his dreams, and ultimately his family. And both of us, both of us hope that his words will impact and inspire other young adults who are struggling and struggling to make better decisions. And I'm proud of him. First, to have the courage to come on with me and talk about his journey. And secondly, about his ability to become a better version of himself. He decided to take that on and then he went out and did just that. And honestly, I'm sure it wasn't easy. Giving up his friends and a lifestyle that he'd become accustomed to and he had been involved in for a number of years. But he eventually came to the realization that he could do better. Simple as that. He quit the drug scene, got serious about school, joined a sports team, made new friends, and began to excel. Now, I will guarantee you, moving forward, he will become successful in whatever he chooses to do, and that's a fact. In addition, he'll have a ton of people who will be in his corner to support him, including myself, who will speak to the quality of his character. You know, and I've said this before, but I'll say it again to the parents and the teachers and coaches. It's not rocket science. The kids that are struggling out there, the ones that are at risk, get them involved in something, anything. And it doesn't have to be football. But the support, the mentoring, the sense of community and belonging and the discipline, those are all the things that often have the most impact with the kids who are struggling and appear to be lost. Programs outside that classroom can make a difference. They can make all the difference in the world. Just ask my former football player, 
and the captain of my track team. This is Dave Ruzicki with Nathan Rivers. Thank you so much for joining us. Both Nathan and I will be back next week. Hopefully you will too. So until then, please take care, be well, and as always, peace. <laughs>